This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. It's August 3rd. I'm your host Nidhi Suresh. With me today are two women who've written about two very different kinds of men. Uh, in the studio with me is our very own Tanishka, who's done a profile on Subhash Chandra, uh, a former MP as of what, last week? Yes, this week actually. As of this week. Uh, on Zoom, joining us from Bombay is Aishwarya Subramanyam. Uh, I'm sure most of you know her as the other warrior, uh, <laughs> which is her name on Instagram. Apart from her Instagram handle, she was also the deputy editor of Vogue for four years and then moved on to Elle magazine, where you were editor-in-chief uh, for four years. Uh, thank uh, you both for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for coming uh, to the studio, Tanishka. Uh, So I'll start a little bit with uh, the both of you, actually. So when you realized that you were going to do stories, Ashwarya, you on Rangbeer Singh and Tanishka on Subhash Chandra, what were your initial reactions? As in, how did the story come about, basically? And uh, I'll start with Tanishka. So, um, Subhash Chandra is a media baron. He's the uh, editor of Z. He's the chairperson of Z and the SL group. So a lot of... uh, important channels uh, come under him. So it was interesting to view him not as a media person, but as Mm. a parliamentary MP uh, Mm. to see what his performance was like. And I was interested in knowing um, whether his connections with the media have played any role in his performance as a parliamentary. Um, But there was uh, really not much. He didn't really ask anything related to the media. So we'll speak more of that later. Okay. Ashwarya, what about you? How did this story sort of come about? So, um... It just it just happened. Chitit uh, Kankaria, who's the creative director of the shoot, uh, he got me on board to do the interview uh, with Ranveer. So it was for Paper Magazine, hmm. which is this. I mean, you, you you know most people know Paper as the magazine with Kim Kardashian right. and her you know bum on the cover, <laughs> right? So uh, they they always do things to sort of break the internet, as it were, and it's always they're always kind of pushing the envelope in terms of what is um, polite or what is uh, fashionable. Um, And especially in spaces like culture, film, you know, celebrities. So, you know, when they said that the story was happening and would I be interested to interview him, it was super exciting for me because I hadn't actually done an interview for a really long time. I haven't Mm -hmm. been with magazines for five years now. Uh, So, and the idea of, you know, doing an interview in a way that maybe an Indian magazine may not run uh, was was kind of interesting and exciting to me. So yeah, that's always fun, right? I mean, knowing yeah. that you can sort of sort of stretch out in ways that you maybe can't do otherwise. So yeah, I so we've all seen the photographs and we've all had our own uh, reactions to it. Yeah. I, I kind of want to ask Tanishka because I think you're right now working on a story where you actually spoke to the woman who filed the FIR against uh, Rangveer Singh for yeah. outraging, uh, what was the charges? Outraging modesty. Yes. Because she couldn't keep her daughters out of social media. She didn't want uh, women to go through the p- picture and be uncomfortable. Right. So who is this woman? What is she, why is she so upset? Uh, so she is a lawyer, but she's been a journalist for about 12 years. She's worked in Bombay. Um, she works with uh, her husband and she have a firm in Bombay. She's a, a family lawyer, a divorce lawyer. But mm. uh, this is some. she said she's very passionate about women's issues and that's why she got into law. So this she uh, does believe is um, 
she needs to speak for all the women who are not speaking up um more on this in the story which i've not finished writing yet so <laughs> will it be out by the time yes, it the will. podcast is out right um so aishwarya when you you know when you decided to sit down with rangveer singh and sort of like have this conversation uh, your article actually starts very different from a usual interview it isn't like a question answer format you you tell us about the day you were on set when the photo shoot was happening and you're eating a bag of chips and basically observing him um was it a, was it a sort of conscious choice to spend some time on the set sort of observing him before you wade into like a full conversation with him was that something you wanted to do consciously yeah so you know the way we we do um celebrity interviews has changed a lot this hmm. is this is how we used to do interviews back in the day when people used to read magazines we used yeah. to actually you know get time to spend with the person uh get time to watch them and then write which i think that's changed a lot because celebrities more or less control the narrative now and it's everything is pr so you know you get a few minutes with the person maybe in the car uh, on the way from i don't know one film set to another or something like that hmm. so it was just it was i wanted to do it the way we would have done it you know hmm. i wanted to do it the way magazine features used to be written which we don't really see much of anymore and to me the question answer format is kind of boring because you're not really getting any insight into who the person is apart from just those few quotes that they're giving you so hmm. i wanted it to be a you know free flowing interview and i wanted it to be more observational from hmm. the beginning yeah hmm. because i mean we've we've seen randish so much like he's so overexposed right you've seen yeah. him in so many interviews you've seen him in so many like appearances on tv on social media like you've seen him so much so what's what am i bringing to the table that's new maybe or that offers you a different perspective about the man that was my thought process then. and why did you choose that particular moment to start with where you start with this observational you're talking about him on set and you know almost even questioning whether he he would exist if not for the set itself right so why that moment <laughs> he's such a performer you know he's always performing and i suppose all celebrities are to some extent uh, because they're so used to being perceived all the time and everyone's always watching them so but there's something about ranveer that's even more performative than hmm. you know other stars and he's he's a really likable guy he's very warm he's very friendly he will immediately sort of put you at ease and his way of doing that is to give you a hug or to give you a kiss or you know just to kind of sort of surround you with warmth and so that that kind of breaks down any barriers between you hmm. and i think that's quite sweet i mean it's not it's not something you normally see with men right yeah uh, so it's I I find that I I've, I've always found that refreshing about him but it's such a big part of his personality that I thought would be interesting to start with. Yeah. I mean I've I've done a few profiles of men not celebrities or actors but within the political sphere and a lot of times uh how say I feel about the person uh kind of colors my judgment before going. You know it's very natural. I mean at this point I don't no, even try to pretend like it doesn't. So I have a certain idea of the person and I have my own world view and I know whether it matches or not but of course at the interview space or especially when you're looking at a person the idea is to sort of look at them in all their shades. So yeah. what what did you think of Rangveer Singh before you uh went for that interview? Did you 
Did you like him? Yeah, so I've met Ranveer before. You know, hmm. we shot with him for L before. Um, I've always liked him. He's a hmm. like I say, he's he's really a genuinely very likable guy. Um, but I felt like there has to be more to him than this, than what we're seeing, and then this carefully sort of edited image that he's projecting, which hmm. you know all celebrities do again. Um, so I didn't like I didn't have any. I know negative connotations about him going in. I thought it was very cool that he had agreed to do this shoot. Hmm. Uh, also, something that not many actors would do, you know. So, I don't know. I just I thought he'd be a fun guy to talk to, and he was. He really was. Yeah. It's just I think I caught him at a moment. You know, this was post pandemic, and um, he was he was a bit more thoughtful than usual. He was a bit more quiet than usual. So I think I got more of that side of him, hmm. but. You know, I've always liked Ranveer, so yeah, it was it was. I I didn't go into it with you know anything ap- apart from that. I just wanted to present a balanced view of him, I guess. Right. And <laughs> what did what did you think of the piece, Tanishka? What what stood out for you in the piece that Ashwarya done? I really liked how it was uh, written, and it was very um, unapologetic, not just about what you were saying, but also about the way it was written. It wasn't a conventional uh, profile like you said that we see nowadays. Um, I want to know how different um, was the experience for you interviewing him versus uh, other celebrities you have interviewed. Did it really stand out? No, it was pretty much the same. You know, um, all celebrities are the same. Essentially, <laughs> at some level, it's like they they only give you so much. They don't they don't really let you in beyond a point. Obviously, um, what I liked uh, about him was that he was willing to. I don't know, go a little deeper or think a little more, and you know, give me something that maybe he hadn't before. But yeah, you know, really, I I feel like at at some at some level, all celebrities will only like come to that point yeah. and no more. So. Hmm. Is that true of like when the interview happens as well? Because of course, when we see a piece, it's gone through multiple edits. Uh, yeah. A lot of times when people talk or we've done interviews, people are like, "Oh no, please take that out of the interview. I don't want it mm. in there." Mm. So does this performative aspect or this boundary uh, that you know uh, they maintain does it happen even during the conversation, or is it something that sort of happens post production during that process where? Uh, it did happen during the conversation. A couple of things came up that he definitely didn't want, you know, spoken about. Hmm. I was very clear that okay, this is off the record, you know, so we we can't possibly publish this, hmm. uh, which is fine. I think that happens with all. Um, I never share interviews after they've been written with the people they've been written with. So even even at L and stuff, we never gave approval to a celebrity hmm. because celebrities have a they. I mean, they have a narrative in mind right about themselves and then you that's very boring they yeah. only want to present one view of themselves so uh, i was very clear that there's not going to be any approval of anything and you can't you know dictate what can go into it and won't hmm. it's just what we decided at the time um that's it the, so there was no post production kind of feedback or anything right. like that from that the other thing i'm very curious about is one thing that really stood out for me in the piece was uh you really brought in the physicality of the person right and i guess with someone like rangveer saying it's you can't really uh, not write about the fact that you know he's jumping on the couch and he's hugging and he's kissing <laughs> and yeah. but what really uh, i was curious about was a lot of times i feel like that when the energy of someone is that big they can sort of end up dictating the narrative or they can sort of end up 
pushing the direction of an interview and di- with their digressions with which can be a little distracting for the interview uh, for the person doing the interview so mm. did you face that challenge of you know uh, struggling to sort of <laughs> keep him still basically and keep him focused or was that something you just went with i just i went with it hmm. because i just wanted him to just be himself you know however he wanted to be i kept obviously you know like if for example if he would start talking too much about a film which he's promoting hmm. or something like that which at the time was 83 actually um and then jayesh bhai you know i would try and steer it back to more sort of him and his personality and his life and things like that but i think that's such a big part of who he is that it's it's kind of impossible to to direct him in any way to be honest he's he really is just all over the place so Yeah. You, you kind of have to roll with that I think. Yeah. And <laughs> how long was this whole process? Like when did the interview sort of happen because from what I understand it also the photo shoot happened in a very close set and there yeah. I read about you know how the photos were. Ago. Yeah. It happened a few months ago. Uh at the time when it happened he had actually not done any interviews for 3 years prior. I think the the mm. last interview he had done before mine was for GQ when he had been on the cover. and then he hadn't done anything we had the lockdowns and everything and so there was nothing happened so um it had been a while since he had spoken to someone also hmm. so it was you know it was weird all around for everyone to kind yeah. of do this but um yeah i, I think th- that that also played into how the interview came out just that he hadn't he hadn't really been public and said anything about anything for a long time so yeah. like there was something vulnerable i think about him yeah. then i also i think really like the fact that you know there wasn't a lot of conversation about his marriage because yeah. I, <laughs> i think <laughs> he really also pushes uh, you know the fact that he's deepika padukone's husband and this image Lord, of a man right? who's in love with yeah. his wife which is great and yeah. i i think that's a great aspect of him but this i like the fact that this interview was really him and you know the layers that you know he brings in to a set to himself to the interview was it also something you you know thought about that you didn't want to go into that and i find his marriage the least interesting thing about it <laughs> so it was like who cares you are married to what you like it like literally nobody cares so i mean i don't care yeah. so he did speak about it of course because it's that's also a big part of his public persona the marriage is a big part of that but yeah. um, i just decided not to use any of that stuff about deepika so. yeah and with uh, you know the last few years there's so much outrage about anything that you do that is not conventional so did you sort of expect the uh, way that this would escalate uh, was there any sort of not, anticipation not like this dude i mean this was you know i i mean i knew that the i knew that the pictures would cause a bit of a you know but like a, a case you know being discussed on news channels as something this is not the first time we've had bare skin on yeah, yeah. you know in photographs so i i really i i fail to see the great import of this particular shoot i, I don't quite get it i think the first time i was uh, taken aback by a naked man on screen or like not taken aback just you know took me a moment to collect myself <laughs> was uh, in dostana when uh, when yeah. Yeah. john abraham was john in a abraham. barely brief brief which was uh, which which like was the first time i felt that oh wow this is this is quite something on a big screen so <laughs> yeah. really ranveer singh wasn't yeah. it wasn't was as ranveer's towel scene in savarya which was i was just so, going to yeah. say it was that a moment right <laughs> true i think sometimes <laughs> it's also the timing of things you know 
uh, when something comes out and when people want to also be outraged uh, yeah. in a certain sense right yeah and and since we're talking about online outrage you know does it does it get to you because i mean i follow you because a very yeah. good uh, a colleague of mine is an ardent uh, fan <laughs> of you and he, he pushed me aditya pushed me to you know uh, look at your stories and i think i started following you when we had done a story on scoop poop and that's when i i had started following you but does it get hectic yeah it it really does yeah <laughs> it does it's just that um you know i've said this before but it's uh, a i'm i'm much older than most people who troll me online and i feel like you know at some point you kind of it really ceases to matter and also yeah. you know when you're older your life isn't online like everything isn't about what someone is saying on social media yeah so that helps a lot to hmm. not take most of it seriously but i think i've just become inured to it you know i just it's i've grown a really thick skin hmm. you kind of know as a woman on the internet what people are going to say the kind of i don't know um misogyny you're going to face the kind of trolling you're going to face and of course very legitimate criticism as well from several groups yeah but at some point you i think you get an understanding of you know what is and isn't okay to do and then you could just kind of kind of have to go with that because no matter whether you're right not if you're a woman existing online it's just going to keep happening right so yeah i don't think there's any getting away from it to be honest do yeah. you guys face that do you guys face a lot of trolling for your political pieces and stuff is that mm. is there a lot of like right wing trolling going on sometimes i think not with uh, i think at least for me i can speak for myself like when we did the hatris uh, gang rape story uh, we were criticized a lot for pushing the caste angle but you know it is a caste based violence so <laughs> there's not much that yeah. uh, you can't run, run away from it it's it's a very real uh, case of caste violence so that i think that we were called out quite a lot um but yeah i mean otherwise i like there are all these right wing men sliding into your dms telling you yeah. that you know you're being influenced by the wrong community <laughs> and uh, falling in love with the wrong community and 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 you are uh, the only uh, person destroying this country and things like that but but yeah, not, definitely not as much as you ashwarya i don't think we can compare <laughs> yeah. ourselves what if, what about you tanishka i think same you kind of also know the kind of stories that will get you these kind of responses yeah. like when i would cover the gurgaon uh, anti namaz protest there were always so many comments about mm. you know news laundry and me being a jihadist or being a really bad sikh or um, just like we're funded by pakistan we get that so much right yeah. Yeah. but um, a lot of it is not as personal so it's easy to um, not take it seriously yeah for sure and like just coming back to the interview uh, you know that you did i'm kind of curious about the work that went into uh, putting down those few words that you did because i'm sure like the conversation was long there were a lot of things you must have decided not to put in what mm. you know how did what was that process like and and in general what is your writing process you know when you sit down do you sort of transcribe the whole thing do you go through it what happens what i do i i dump it all onto the page basically everything mm. that he has said and even while while interviewing i do take notes right so also referring back to those to make sure that those points are covered and then once everything is sort of down on the page is when i try and see what the you know what how the interview is kind of emerging from that as it were mm. that's 
that's pretty much how I do it. I'm also like really like I keep putting it off. <laughs> I procrastinate a lot. So then I'm just like thinking I'm thinking about the piece constantly, but I'm not doing it. Yeah. Uh, but when I actually get to finally sit and do it, my thoughts are pretty much already formed. So I can bring that to the writing. Were you happy with the piece? Is there something that uh, in hindsight you wish would have come out differently? <laughs> you know, I wish it like I wish I had been given say more words or more space hmm. to maybe uh, explore him more. I wish he had given me more time. But on the whole, yeah, I think it's I think it's okay. You know, I wanted to do a piece because the whole idea of this shoot was to see Ranveer to see Ranveer the way he's sort of not been seen before. uh kind of stripped of his you know like outrageousness you know in his appearance and in his mannerisms and all of that so that was the the primary goal of this like who is ranveer behind um behind the drama so i think i did a reasonable job of that ish <laughs> so is anyone ever really happy with their story i don't know is that a thing I don't know if that actually happens. Very rarely, I think. <laughs> rarely, but I think more than like being happy with the piece, it's a lot. Like for me, at least, I I find a lot of uh, like I feel a lot of joy if I feel like the interaction has been authentic and honest. Like sometimes I'll come out of the interaction feeling like okay, maybe I didn't have the right questions, or the person was in a rush, or they were bored, or I was bored. Um, mm. Which I mean adds to the piece in its own way, but yeah. sometimes you know I'm not satisfied with how the meeting went. Yeah, uh, which reflects in the piece. Mm. I think yeah. the more that I have, uh, the harder it is to be satisfied. Like when it's just a like this piece, for example, yeah. is a straight up piece, so there wasn't as much to explore. Um, I didn't really have to speak to him, so I was pretty okay with how it went. But yeah. um, if I had gotten to meet him or any other story, when yeah. there is like that whole filtering process, you always. think about um what you could have kept or what different turns the story Absolutely, could have taken yeah. yeah no for sure i i'm also like curious how much of this piece gets edited like did they give you the full freedom to sort of write what you want or were there like you know were there processes that you had to go through while writing this where they were like no this doesn't work because there's a lot of you also in it you know how you're yeah. sort of coming across to him like how you're nervous how you're spending time around the set yeah so was that you know was there was was there a lot of discussion about that or was it fully you not at all not at all they were actually a total like delight to work with in that sense they were just mm. like just do what you want you know just give us the story that you think works and then i did i sent it to them and then i there wasn't really there weren't any edits as such hmm. um I just then sat on it a bit more, was tinkering with it a bit more, you know, made yeah. some more changes and then sent it back. That was it. There were no, there was no like significant. The only brief they had was in terms of uh, the paper sort of voice and the paper hmm. sort of take on things, which is, you know, it can't be what we've read before. It can't be what we know about him from before. So just hmm. give us something new. Give us something fresh. That was really just it. Yeah. And I mean, how lovely, right? I like, know. What a great brief to have. Yeah. So no complaints. Is that very different from you worked in the Indian magazine uh, scene yeah. for a long time? Is that very different from how uh, magazines in India mm-hmm. function when they commission work or they get writers on board? Yeah, because. Uh, you know here we're very much dependent on bollywood and celebrities in general for our livelihood hmm. right so you you have to be very careful what you say you have to be very um always positive hmm. you know with everything that you're doing so there's very little scope for i don't know um 
exploring parts of the celebrity or their behavior that may be less than you know entirely flattering and fawning yeah. really yeah so and because then otherwise they won't work with you again they won't shoot with you again they won't you know you won't get the chance to feature them again yeah. and that's that's not okay so it's very different with with indian magazine i mean with paper it was like it's a one it's a one off thing you know yeah. they're not going to have an ongoing relationship with us with a bollywood star so yeah. to them it's really like just give us everything you've got yeah so it's very different yeah and the photograph received so much attention you know the pictures mm-hmm. received so much attention what's been the recept- what's been the reaction to the piece in itself have you got any interesting criticism any interesting feedback or has rangveer singh responded to you no, about no. how it came out <laughs> <laughs> no he hasn't i didn't get in touch with him after i really i tend to stay away from it you know after i'm done with the piece yeah. i'm like okay nobody talk to me about this <laughs> but um you know a lot of people said very nice things about the piece yeah. which was lovely but uh, in terms of criticism there were a couple of interesting things i think someone said that you know he had done that whole he had said that whole thing about the ghor kaliyog and yeah. how he believes in the kaliyog in general and stuff and a lot of people thought that that was uh, you know exoticizing india for for this foreign magazine hmm. uh but ranveer talks about this a lot actually he said this hmm. in many interviews that this is his thought process um so i i found that interesting because it was an all indian team that did the shoots there was there's no really there's no question of exoticization as such yeah um people also thought that i mean that they didn't like my writing which is perfectly fine uh thought there was too much of me in it thought that i hadn't maybe gotten out the best of him hmm. uh, which i found interesting because then you have this idea of ranveer in your mind as this like you know really interesting guy with a lot to say about everything it's funny right because we don't know celebrities we just hmm. have these impressions of them and then when you when you read a piece about them or something you think oh you know but they didn't bring out that side of them hmm. maybe there isn't that side of them yeah. you know what i mean so yeah you that. want your celebrities to be much deeper or more interesting yeah, or have are, more opinions right? than they yeah. are yeah I yeah for too. sure yeah was he also consciously like did you have any questions for him in terms of politics and things that you know he really stayed away from or no, that he did politics was off the table off the table the for both of you then <laughs> zero politics no politics no religion it was very clear you know so that was a brief the- from him or it was a choice from your end in terms of no, that was a, that was pretty much agreed with his pr okay. was that there were some topics we would not be talking about hmm. um so yeah it was very clear i mean the, there's some things that celebrities just can't get dragged into would so. you have liked to talk about it No, I don't know if I don't know if uh, papers necessarily the right sort of hmm. space for that, and uh, you know I have very low expectations from celebrities, so I don't I don't really <laughs> I don't think what they have to say about you know these things. Yeah. Really, so not really. Yeah, makes sense. Um, okay, so I'm going to move to Tanishka's piece for a bit, and we'll come back to you for a recommendation for our listeners. Okay. So just bear with us for the next fifteen minutes while we talk about Subhash Chandra. Fun. Who's <laughs> very different from Ranveer <laughs> Singh? Uh, so you've already introduced him a little. He was the chairman of the SL Group, founded ZTV in yes. uh, 1992, yeah. right? Um, and resigned from the position in 2016 uh, right. as chairman and director at ZTV. Right. 
Three months later, he took oath as the independent candidate backed by BJP from Haryana uh, to Rajya Sabha. And on Monday, which was last Monday, I'm guessing. This Monday. This Monday. He stepped out of Rajya Sabha uh, as a legislature and his stint has come to an end. Uh, so you said in your article that his decision to contest for the second time was a little confusing uh, for people. Why was why were they confused at all? In 2016, when he uh, stood to uh, be an MP, he f- uh, did this from Haryana, which is where he's from. Hmm. He was an independent MP backed by the BJP. So, and he's from Haryana, so everyone assumed that that is where uh, he would stand from again. But uh, he decided to. Uh, contest the seat from Rajasthan, and yeah. according to him, that is his native state. So there was a lot of talk um, when he initially decided to uh, make this decision about why this could be. You know, even Congress was a little baffled, and um, I think a little worried also. But hmm. uh, he did not get the seat, so I think they were okay. <laughs> right, <laughs> and so this there's this line in your uh, piece, and I think this was on was it on the Z website where they say in inher- I'll just read out the line. It says, quote, inherent to sustainable and progressive development of the nation, that he continued to raise points inherent to sustainable and progressive right. development of the nation. This was on which website? This was on Subhash Chandra's personal website. Personal website. Yeah. And what were his addresses uh, that were sustainable and progressive to the development of the nation? You know, uh, so first I went through um, everything on Rajya Sabha, uh, yeah. his debates, his questions, uh, everything he's done in the parliament. And then I came across the site and checked to see what he himself had said about his role as mm. an MP. And I was really surprised because there really wasn't as much. Um, I know we don't like you. We were talking about how we don't have uh, high expectations from celebrities. <laughs> we also sort of the bar isn't that high for our Which politicians, really right? <laughs> it's really sad, but it's so sad. <laughs> that's what it is, especially when they're not from the uh, like. I mean, he is a media person, yeah. you know. Um, but even in comparison to the other MPs, his performance was uh, really not that great. Um, he asked ten questions in his six years in the House, out mm. of uh, out of which all of them were asked in the first two years. So last four years, he didn't ask like any question at all. Is there an average number of questions yeah, that so, parliamentarians uh, generally ask? MPs on an average, the national average is two eighty four point two eighty four point eight questions that they ask, and Subhash point asked eight questions. Yes, that is PRS data. <laughs> that's a very specific number. <laughs> yeah, and he has ten, so it's uh, really not even close. Yeah. And uh, he participated in six debates, uh, and the national average for this is ninety-eight point one. And his attendance was fifty-five percent, which is actually okay. The uh, national uh, average is seventy-nine percent, so hmm. it's not great, but it's uh, closer than um, all the other aspects. So, um, and even going through all his questions, his debates. Um, there wasn't anything of too much significance, and uh, what we were interested in seeing when we started working on the story was um, how he, you know, you expect a media person to um, speak about the media, not even independent media like we would hope for, but even the general state of affairs for media. Yeah. Uh, but there was no mention. So you done this story and put it on embargo till his resignation happened, is it? I mean, his step down happened. I was working on it last week, and we published it when right. he stepped down. So. Of all the things that were discussed in the parliament, he seemed to get fascinated, and you know, you you wrote animated only about one debate. Uh, tell us about that debate, and why was he so uh, interested in the debate? Right. So it was about um, the Ayurveda Institute's bill, and uh, all the debates that I went through. This is the only one where he spoke more than a line. 
um he was just really really enthu about ayurveda you know hmm. he spoke about how uh, india really hasn't done what we should have done post independence and countries like germany and switzerland have really gone ahead and taken this to a new level and we should be ashamed with um, what we have done for ayurveda hmm. so it wasn't very um, significant in terms of what you would expect from him hmm. but that's what it was and subhash is also um, an interesting person because i mean z is also a very uh, interesting yeah. space right i mean yeah. since we cover the media we keep having to discuss and cover what z is up to so i remember um, reaching out to subhash when mj akbar had joined uh, on and right. also the story last month about sudeep choudhry leaving z what did he have to say about mj akbar um he <laughs> first he told um i mean i knew it was his number and uh, i checked his display and i got it from a reliable source and i called him and i asked him if this is subhash and he's like yes it is and when i asked him my question he's like this is not subhash why are you calling me <laughs> it was really weird <laughs> and when i contacted him last month for a story on sudhir choudhury uh, also he didn't have much to say he's not a very um, warm person i think or maybe that's just towards us because yeah. of uh, the kind of stories and shows that we have yeah. where we're not necessarily kind to z Yeah. So, um, but did you did you want to speak to him for this piece, or was it more to reflect on his time in the parliament? I actually didn't uh, even try to speak to him. I didn't think it was very relevant for this particular piece. So, hmm. uh, because it was, what would I have asked him as such? And this was a very sort of like a report card on uh, his performance as an MP. So hmm. I didn't try talking to him. And he was so passionate about Ayurveda and medicine that when the Enforcement Directorate summoned him, he rushed to Parliament <laughs> on the few days. that he went to parliament to attend a session where they were discussing about onani medicine if i'm right so he skipped enforcement directorate summons to attend a parliament session um so why did the ed actually summon him why was he uh, embroiled in that controversy uh, so the loans that yes bank gave to chandra's uh, sl group were apparently outstanding not just sl there were a couple of other businessmen who were involved Hmm. So this was going on uh, since the last few years. So he didn't go then, but then he did go a few days later, and they released a statement saying that he um, sort of really cooperated with it. So he had asked a supplementary question about uh, details of companies whose loans had been waived off, and hmm. this was uh, a, like two years before the whole Yes Bank incident happened. And uh, it was interesting because he wanted to know whether uh, companies that have been charge sheeted for criminal offences, whether um, you know the loans can be waived off. So you know how we also just look into things in hindsight, like oh maybe this is why he asked uh, what he did. Mm. So I think that was one of the most interesting things that he did in the house. There was not much uh, right. besides his. It was a very sort of average tenure that he had hmm. in the house and uh, yeah, average as in he's in a re- pretty terrible tenure he's hardly been in parliament that's that's true i mean like yeah. i said his attendance was okay 55% which uh, it could have been worse i think yeah. but really not as interesting as it could have been you know like i wish there was there would have been more for me to um cover and explore but uh, it was a li- very average performance yeah. <laughs> but you also you spoke about you know apart from being on six house panels he was also on the committee of uh, communications and information technology right. which um and i mean what does that panel really look at to start with what is this particular panel do uh why is it important and why was his presence in this panel so debate worthy right so um they look at a lot of things related to like the uh 
name says uh, communication and information technology this is the uh, committee that uh, shashi tharoor heads and uh, they had an interesting report in december so he was still a part of the committee then mm. i'm not sure what his role was uh, in contributing to the report but the report spoke a lot about trps and media ethics um so that was also interesting because they spoke about how there needs to be a better system for trps uh, there was this mm. whole scam with uh, bark a couple of years ago and a lot of tv channels were either directly involved or had very strong opinions on the same because this is how they get their advertisements right so mm. a lot of the revenue is directly linked to it so they spoke about how there needs to be a more um transparent sort of system for trps and um some other things about how the rural areas don't get as much uh uh weightage as the urban areas do and within the media space uh no while calculating the trps which right, is done right, right. through bark okay. huh. so there were these things there was also about how the role of press council needs to be more um and uh so those are the parts about media which were spoken about in the committee and now he's no longer a part so part of the committee yes. so. has he responded to the story Uh no he hasn't. No, he hasn't. <laughs> I really don't think he is the type. Did you to... send it to him? Do you do that? No, but maybe I should. <laughs> I want to know you just did a story recently about uh, Yeah, while you guys were doing Navika. a story on two men, I was actually doing a story on a woman who uh, is I think more interesting than uh, both these men. <laughs> yeah, I just I actually so I just did a profile on Navika Kumar. um uh, the anchor really? times now yeah um so it's okay. it's a paywall story uh listeners you'll have to subscribe to read my 4000 word long piece is it up is it out it's already it's up it's up uh, okay. as of yesterday so we've done so the idea i mean more than looking at navika i think she's a very interesting person uh because i mean we have very few women in leadership positions yeah. in the news space So yeah. I am sure that it hasn't been, you know, an easy journey just knowing yeah. what it's like to be a woman in the media space. I'm sure it's not an easy journey to get there. Mm. But it also is a lot about what she's done once she's there and mm. you know what kind of newsroom they sort of thrive in and what are uh I was more interested to look at what are young reporters in the newsroom sort of being told as to what to do because what they do is so uh makes you really sit back and wonder, you know, what was the conversation behind this? Um mm. and there was one the really the the bit that really stood out for me was when I was having this conversation with one reporter who's a former reporter of Times now and this was during the SSR the Sushant Singh Rajput uh, controversy that you know we ended up seeing a uh, play out as a soap opera on our TV channels uh and he said there was there was, Republic Channel had got footage of uh, Riya Chakravarti's family watching Republic TV inside their house yeah, uh, and they had yeah. run it as an exclusive <laughs> saying that riya chakravarti's family is watching republic tv tonight uh and times now reporters were actually called by their editors and said you need to get footage like this um and the reporter who was there at that point who spoke to us he said you know what well, i didn't know what like you i don't know if it comes through in the piece but his angst was so genuine you know he said i don't know who was going to go go to riya's house and change the channel because i just needed to get that footage for my editor i mean imagine being put in that spot it's uh I, Wait, did you speak to navika for this speech no so she was always either at a wedding or she was at a hospital or she was somewhere very busy where she could didn't want to speak so when i first approached her they they have a case against us um at news laundry so they oh. they sort of said that they will not she said absolutely not <laughs> okay and then i sort of uh, 
you know went after her with my politeness <laughs> and then she ended up being at a wedding at a hospital at different yes, places yes, and okay. then didn't want to talk so it's tricky i think to to really like which is why i am not fully sure how i feel about the piece because i think when you don't have access to the person you don't really yeah. they don't have a chance to have a say about yeah. themselves yeah which can feel a little tricky and no matter what i think of her i think uh, she should have you know i would have loved to have a chance to get to know her mm. and we reached out multiple times yeah. uh, unfortunately I mean, with what they say or what they don't say there's so much that you can really take back from yeah. it right yeah yeah no absolutely and even just being able to observe i think yeah. would have been mm-hmm. a lot of fun uh yeah but nobody spoke to us not arnab goswami not rahul shiv shankar not navika Shocking. So, <laughs> that was really sad, and But they did always you send her your piece. You know, uh, I sent her my questions on email, and then she said she never received the email. And then I sent it on WhatsApp. But before it could get sent, she blocked me. So she blocked you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I just I've oh. not been able to send it to her. Uh, I sent <laughs> it to the rest of her uh, newsroom, though. <laughs> You have to actually tell us about this piece. I mean, was there anything you left out? Something that you want to say that you couldn't, or that you censored yourself on? No, quite a lot actually, because I think the most complex thing about doing a profile is this: like, especially when you don't have access and you can't give someone yeah. the say to justify themselves or to stand up for themselves. Uh, I didn't want to put things like there were things that came up about her family, uh, about the kind of. woman she is which for me i just felt like that was not okay to sort of put yeah. in it was not relevant you know to what she does or maybe mm-hmm. it is relevant if she could sort of talk about it as well yeah um, and really tell us about why this per- people had this perception about her so that i think was a very tricky sort of fine mm-hmm. line and it went through a lot of edits because um it's that thing when you write a profile you kind of just like you really want to build a certain person uh then mm. you also somewhere think they are right uh mm. so i think it took a couple of drafts for me to sort of like calm down and then uh <laughs> really look at okay what is it i'm trying to say okay, uh yeah. so yeah you've been at this for weeks when did you start working on it it's been a month <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's just taken over like nidhi yeah <laughs> because i mean i think the the nicest moment was uh yesterday or day before i think someone messaged me from republic saying i subscribe to news laundry to read the piece and nice. i <laughs> i thought that was that was like a little victory because <laughs> that's really cool yeah yeah the best part about these pieces is cuz otherwise you know we there's there's like spaces like news laundry quint scroll whatever and then there's republic times now on this other side there's not really a lot of interaction between us although we're constantly talking about each other mm. so that was nice like to have that Bridging sort of conversation and yeah. you really see okay these are like they you know they're going home to their family and they're <laughs> doing things outside of work and they're a lot more than this as well uh so yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh just a small appeal listeners if you're listening to this podcast on any podcast platform Spotify Apple podcast you know you can go to our website we have our own podcast player where you can forward rewind select what themes you want to listen to uh you can check it out on our website newsroundry.com before i let the both of you go do you have anything you want to recommend to our listeners uh to look up and read listen watch uh this week 
Okay, fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna ha- give you a really silly recommendation, hmm. uh, but it really made me feel better because everything is kind of crap at the moment. <laughs> and I, I watched this uh, rom com. Huh. Remember how they used to have rom coms like back in the day before <laughs> before the Netflix generation. Huh. But um, watch a rom com on Prime Video. It's called Marry Me. It has J Lo in it. I saw it. I have too. watched it too. <laughs> it's really cute, right? It's such a sweet little movie. I feel like I haven't seen a chick flick in so long, and yeah. it was just really sort of like heartwarming and wholesome, and yeah. it gave me all the good vibes. So, and I'm not not one who's known for good vibes, but I think this particular movie was very much that. So, if you're looking for something just to really chill out to, that's the yeah. one I would recommend. Yeah. Although I'm very distracted by that, I'm I'm not. I don't remember his name, the actor in it. Isn't it Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson. Yeah. yeah. I'm very distracted by his nose. His nose. I love his nose. It's so, <laughs> yeah. it's so specific to him. You know? I feel like it's incomplete. Like there was some more supposed to, like really? something more was supposed to happen and it didn't. I'm sorry. Are you body shaming Owen no. Wilson? Oh my God, this is what I'm scared of. No. You're going to get cancelled, Nidhi. <laughs> Calling you out. No. Maybe it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just very distracted by his nose. <laughs> Out of all the things to be distracted to in the movie, like the plot itself. But Jennifer Lopez is so amazing. I just, she I is. loved watching her. She's incredible. Yeah. I mean, she looks great. She's, yeah. she's still got that lovely. I don't know something very vulnerable about her. You know, when she's on screen, she's yeah. just and yet very powerful. Yeah, like. It is J Lo. Yeah, J Lo. Okay, Tanishka. So, what's your recommendation? Ah, uh, so I would. Um, If you haven't read Nidhi's piece, do read it. It's called From Print to Prime Time: The Making of Navika Kumar. Because as a newsroom, I think we all have been really we invested. We truly plug ourselves in every. <laughs> We're really invested in the story, you know. So that yeah. and there's also this podcast series called Sweet Bobby by uh, Tortoise Media that I have been really obsessed with over the last few weeks. It's a live, multi-part investigation. Um, into um, so basically, this woman was catfished for ten years, and it's really interesting. Catfish. Catfished. Um, she was with someone who said that they were someone, but they weren't. You don't know what's catfish, no. Nidhi? No, I. Don't. My God. <laughs> Where are you living? So I mean, she was with someone who said he was someone. Huh? Show about this. Um, uh, it's a podcast series called Sweet Bobby. Is there a show? Yeah, I think they made. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> this is a cross recommendation that I'm. So what is a catfish? Um, so it's this woman was dating someone for ten years, uh, but it wasn't the person who he said he was. He or she. Impersonation. Hmm. He. I mean, I guess that's one way, one boomer way of putting it. <laughs> but it's a thing, Nidhi. Catfish. I think that's my recommendation to you. Just uh, check out this world. Go learn new words. Yeah, <laughs> but it's really interesting because of the plot and the way it's produced, yeah. and it really like hooks you in for all of the episodes. So do listen to it. Very cool. Uh, so I want to recommend uh, this. Uh, profile that i read which i think you have as well which was called frank sinatra has a cold it's a it's a it's quite an old profile but thought, 1966 you know, yeah but i was looking up profiles uh, so i really like david remnick's profiles on new yorker sometimes mm-hmm. i love the one he did on um, who is that person in succession kendall oh my god that was such a great yeah. story it was so good <laughs> i haven't read it it's a really good profile and then i also heard his podcast where he talked about how he did the profile and mm. just like this character's obsession with wanting to be you know wanting david to know who he is 
वॉज इनक्रेडिबल एनी वे सो सच इज डाइग्रेस सो मच डेविड रेमनिक रेकमेंडेड दिस प्रोफाइल सो आई एम रेकमेंडिंग दिस प्रोफाइल आई थिंक इट्स ग्रेट <laughs> that's where the recommendation so envious of these the kind of access they get you know i know like yeah. when doing profiles like this like you get to like meet the person multiple times yeah. like shadow them sometimes talk to other people around them it's really very jealous no really <laughs> access and time both of which uh, i think what they take 6 7 months to write a profile sometimes which Even is caravan like uh, let's say reporters work on a profile for a really long time no? yeah caravan does that too yeah. um, you can see see the quality yeah. of it so that's it for today thank you ashwarya for taking the time to join us absolute thank pleasure you. having you thank you for having me i hope you had fun as well yes it was a very fun and not something you get a chance to do often so yeah And thanks, Danishka, for coming all the way to the studio. I'm all the way down, yes, all the way down from the top floor. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for today. And with that, this podcast is adjourned. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.